And it's really fun hearing Christopher Lloyd, like, talk about this. Like, does she have an aching uterus, Marty? <laughs> We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that float. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode. The best podcast on the internet, period. <laughs> this week, we'll be talking about a very special episode of the beloved sitcom Taxi. About, Ooh. it's not so much about periods as uh, PMS. And it's beloved by Ryan in particular, because this is your second Taxi episode. It is my second Taxi. Ever. <laughs> now you do Uber. Yeah, I know. This show was canceled by uh, crowd <laughs> crowdfunded or not crowdfunded, whatever you call that. Am I supposed to yep. wait to be introduced? Yeah, sorry, we went on a tangent. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner. With me in a hotel room Woo! is our very special guest this week. <laughs> Amy Miller. Woo! A two-star hotel with five-star service. You keep changing how many stars you're giving this hotel. Three. You're giving me a three now? <laughs> I think so. I feel like that's the average of the stars you've assigned it. needs it. to not have carpet. That's my big mm. thing. Mm. But oh, the view yeah. is spectacular. Not the view of the carpet I'm getting right no. now. No. Just Ugh. have linoleum or, or fake hardwood all the time. It's so much easier to clean. Do you feel like you should just recognize the quality of your hotel ahead of time? Like, okay, this is not a carpet-worthy hotel. Um, yes. I think that they should be more self-aware about whether or not they should have carpet or not. Like, enough teenagers like, are throwing up on the floor in ew. this hotel. Yeah, there's jizz all over the carpet. Mm -hmm. Well, so, the <laughs> Motel 6 chain across the board went hardwood in every single room. Oh. And I love it. Nice bleach sheet and a hardwood floor. Perfect. Well, so why did you stay in this hotel? Well, the Motel 6 was too far away. Mm. Oh, well, okay, because the one on Powell, <laughs> there's been a couple murders of women there. Oh. And I used to stay there, and now I don't because mm. of the murders of women. <laughs> it's so much easier to clean up a dead woman off a hardwood floor than a carpet. <laughs> yeah, we just lie there. Wait, a murder of women? Is that like eight women? <laughs> <laughs> um, and last time I stayed there, I had just found out about it, and it had happened like two, the last murder had happened like two days before, and so the rates oh were God. very reasonable. Well, this has been a hilarious <laughs> introduction. Uh, speaking of tangents, we should probably also reel it back in and say uh, we have another host, our regular host. Yeah, hey, what's up? Carolyn Maine, you know me. I'm usually on these podcasts. And I'm delighted to be back with Ryan, who's had a vacation, and Amy, who is also on our second Taxi episode. Yes. This is going to be fun. That's right. So we usually say, what's your relationship with the show? The last time we did Taxi, yeah. was it the three of us? Yeah. Yes. I thought you did this on purpose. No. Well, so we had a fourth <laughs> guest. My concept I had was, let's do the PMS episode of Taxi, and it'll be all women plus me, because I can't be a woman, according to society. Um... And I, I thought it would be an interesting way to uh, <laughs> discuss this and to have as few terrible jokes as possible. Well, you got the wrong ladies, am uh, I right, Amy? I'm afraid so. But so our, our, our second guest, it was going to be an all-star episode, but our other guest um, just had technical difficulties forever. 
So now it's just the three of us. <laughs> Forever technical difficulty. I was like, so will you let me know whether or not you can do it? This was a couple of days ago after, we were supposed to do this like six weeks ago and it didn't work out. And she was like, I'm just never going to do the show again, basically. is <laughs> the final result. So that's, that's fair. It. Well, she doesn't want to buy a microphone. Yeah. That's, so whatever. Um, so fair enough. So by accident, this is the same assembly of people. So we usually talk about what's your relationship with the show. Uh, I love Taxi. I it? love Taxi. And Carol, you what's your feeling about Taxi? Um, it's growing on me. It's really nice, but yeah, not a lot of familiarity. And the opening is the best music I've ever heard. So soothing. It's beautiful. And if you want to hear a lot of factoids about the opening theme, <laughs> just listen to our last episode about the next <laughs> episode of Taxi. So we're going to get right into it because I don't All have right. time to fuck around. No, I got shit to do. I got to take a nap at 530. Yeah. Amy's in a hotel. She's got to take a nap. <laughs> Ooh, that's not long. Before my go. big yeah. show. But yeah, this is my return to the podcast. Probably nobody noticed, but I've been gone for a while. <laughs> so welcome back. We should have done Welcome Back, Cotter. Um <laughs> Because I've returned to the neighborhood that I tried to escape. (laughs) Your dreams were your ticket off. I thought they were. Um, (laughs) So we open the episode with Latka, played by Andy Kaufman. He enters the garage. He's wearing a nice suit. And uh, he's getting ready to go down to the, what is the office called? The immigration office. immigration office, office, where you get your green card. Um, And then Christopher Lloyd is there. Looking good, as always. I feel like whenever I watch Taxi, that's one of those things where you're like, whoa, Christopher Lloyd was on a sitcom? I feel like several people on this show you feel that way about. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks really young. He has, like, brown hair instead of the Marty McFly white that you might think of. Yes. And a Canadian tuxedo at all times. (laughs) Classy. I think he's kind of hot. Christopher Lloyd? Yeah. Do you think he still is or just at this time? Mm. I think he still is. <laughs> Do you think Reverend Jim is kind of hot? Like, drugged out Christopher Lloyd? Uh, a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. Well, he reminds me of, like, someone from Berkeley, I guess. Like, a guy who would live on... He reminds Robert me Heaven. of Dr. Jim. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very inside joke. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think that's because they're the same person. <laughs> yeah, they are very similar. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So there's a joke about barbecued yak lips at the party because <laughs> there's endless jokes about their crazy being, culture. Yeah, which they're not from a real country. It's never like established what country they're from. It's just a fictional nation, and they never say the name of it or anything. I think they're from Meepos. <laughs> <laughs> no, Amy. <laughs> So then Alex says, uh, let's have a party at the house. And uh, they do kind of a bit about how Lotka always leaves this door open because it's America. That, like, here you can just leave your door open for people to come in. And I think that's just to explain why the apartment's already decorated by everyone (laughs) when Lotka and his wife come home. But it also establishes that they are, I guess they're from a very crime-torn country, (laughs) whatever it is. Their imaginary country sucks. It does. It's lousy. And you have to lock your door there every time. It's true. Even though they don't even have doors there. They just have (laughs) huts with no doors. (laughs) So at the apartment, Latka and Simka's apartment, uh, the cabbies are decorating. And I thought it was a pretty good bit that Jim stole the decorations from the Democratic Convention. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's great. I was laughing so hard. It's pretty good. The 1968 Democratic Convention, which was more of a thing than people our age may be aware of. (laughs) But he has told them about it so many times that they're like, yeah, we know. You got arrested. Still's got nothing on the 1969 Democratic Convention. That was the sexiest Democratic Convention. (laughs) Yep. Uh, so then we can hear the married couple arguing in the hallway, and it's Carol Kane! Oh, she's wow. so cute. So cute. So young. So good at doing this weird character that she does. I like how the mythical country they're from can have any kind of accent or speech impediment <laughs> that the actor has. Yeah, she just kind of does baby talk, basically. <laughs> I like when they do their fake fighting, though. Yeah. Yeah, they're great together. Yeah, they do pretty well. I mean, Carol Kane's awesome. I also think Carol Kane has aged, like, five years since this show, (laughs) which was, like, 1980. She looks awesome. She's definitely aged appropriately, but she just still looks really awesome. Well, how does one age inappropriately? Um, you get real fugly as you age. (laughs) (laughs) But she is just beautiful still, but for an older lady. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's on Kimmy Schmidt now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. I think my all-time favorite Carol Kane is when she was the ghost of Christmas Present, was it? In Scrooge? Scrooge. Oh, so good. Yeah. I think that's... She gets to kick him in the balls like ten times. She yeah. She's also great in um, Annie Hall. Are we allowed to talk oh. about that movie anymore? You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> she's one of my favorites in Annie Hall, for sure. She's only in it for a minute. I know. Yeah. I like the way that she interacts with him, though. Yeah. No, she's good. So, speaking of the way Carol Kane interacts with her romantic partners, uh, she didn't get her green card because she refused to go in the building. And uh, she's just real, like, manic and intense and eating snacks. Salty snacks. Salty snacks. Um, And so there's sort of an incident around that. Uh, And then we cut to the garage again, right? Pretty much. So then we're sort of uh, reflecting on what happened. And Latka talks about how uh, once a month she goes through this whole thing. And uh, everyone but Jim understands. Oh, wait, this is still in the garage, I believe. She's got a monthly problem. And Jim, it's weird because Jim doesn't understand what the monthly problem is here. Mm-hmm. And then in the next scene, he knows more about it than ever anyone. Mm-hmm. Is- yeah. In the party, he asks, uh, was I supposed to realize something? And everyone's like, it's her period. And they don't think Latka knows what that is. So that's pretty simple, right? Yeah. Well, they do the bit a couple times where, like, someone doesn't know, and then they actually know all about it. Um, Because Latke calls it her crimkapush. Crimkapush, which we can all, I think that can be the term we all start using now. I love it. It's pretty good. I like the distinction between period and PMS, though. It's a very educational episode for Mm -hmm. a lot of people. Right. Me especially. Yeah, did you finally learn about (laughs) it? My crimkapush. Your crimkapush. I like crimkapush because it's an onomatopoeia. Yeah. No. <laughs> it is. That's true. It's true. It sounds like a Christmas snack to me. Mmm, Carol, would you like another crimkapush? I made them myself. <laughs> Hot to fresh crimkapush. <laughs> we got pierogies. We got crimkapush. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, Latka's saying that she has it for two weeks out of the month, her crimkapush. And Elaine's like, mine's like four days tops. And uh, that's They're having a real disconnect. 
they in that are. conversation. It's true. And it's not just a language barrier either. No. <laughs> yeah, so she says for two weeks of the month she acts crazy. And this is where Jim is like, does she get clumsy and crave salt and all these things? And uh, he diagnoses that she's got PMS. Premenstrual syndrome. Premenstrual syndrome. For those syndrome. listeners who don't know. And it's really fun hearing Christopher Lloyd, like, talk about this. Like, does she have an aching uterus, Marty? That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I wish that Christopher Lloyd would do, like, the PSAs that they show to schools yeah. about <laughs> menstruation. And I think all sex ed actually would be good introduced by Christopher yeah. Lloyd. I can definitely picture him, like, narrating for the uterus now. Do you think, like, like the voice of the uterus would be Christopher Lloyd? Yeah, but then you have to have, like, ladies play testicles to, like, get it back. I think that's fair. Just to make things fair. Yeah. (laughs) Rosie O'Donnell is one ball, and... um... Rosie Perez is the other. Oh, that's great. Yeah, good. I appreciate the mention of the clumsiness, because I feel like that's something not a lot of people know about. That's something that I've brought up to other women when, yeah, they've been like, oh, I just been... Like, women in their 30s that are like, oh, I've just been dropping shit all week. I'm like, oh, do you have PMS? And they're like, I've never heard that. I'm like, didn't you watch this episode of Taxi yeah, about Crim Kapoor? Where were you? But I think that's one thing that, like, a lot of people don't know about. So I really, I was, like, psyched to hear that. So Yeah, I don't think I knew about it either. That was good. Oh, well, now you're going to notice it more than ever. <laughs> My keys. Yeah, when you're, well, you just like, I just knock shit over and drop things for no reason. Like, literally, my hand will just open when I'm holding something. It makes no sense. What is, Whoa. do you know, like, what, like, the scientific explanation for that is? I don't. <laughs> I think that all the blood in your body is, like, going to one purpose and it's draining your brain. And then mm-hmm. you're like, I just can't hold this anymore. <laughs> my body's doing too many things. Interesting. Maybe it turns you into a cat and you just want to knock stuff off the table. <laughs> there is something about it affecting your <laughs> equilibrium, and I think that's part of it, but I don't know scientifically why exactly. Well, I've noticed, too, Amy, when you're getting your crimka push, you'll just stand in front of the door, and then when I open it for you, you'll go outside, and then, like, two minutes later, you start scratching on the door, and I have to let you back in, and you'll just do it over and over again. Jeez, Amy. I do think from an animal perspective, like, evolutionarily, mm-hmm. uh, it probably has something to do with, like, being easy to catch, you know? Because you're like, I'm stumbling everywhere. I'm ovulating. And, yeah. I can't get away. And someone's like, oh, she dropped something. I'm going to impregnate her. <laughs> and that's how you get it's, pregnant. You just keep... Come to think of it, that's a lot like a lot of, like, romantic movie trailers where, like, the lady stumbles in a gutter and then the dude impregnates her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. There's a lot of clumsiness. Mm. Oops, I got pregnant. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> I fell down. <laughs> you clumsy, clumsy lady. Well, they do it a, uh, a number of times on the series. I, that's one of my favorite bits on Taxi is that Jim is kind of a savant. That he like never knows mm. what's going on. And then every once in a while he like has this incredible knowledge of something. Yeah. That's like, always funny to me. It's very true to someone who like had a lot of acid trips. It's like all yeah. the information's in there. But then he doesn't, like, he's not present most of the time. But then when he taps into his knowledge base, it's all there. So then uh, Latka's at the garage, and he's about to do the interview for his green card again. And uh, so they're like, tell Simka, you know, what's going on? And uh, he's very concerned about how to do it. Which I feel like... Well, my immediate feeling was that that was a very bad idea. 
To tell her what's happening? Well, yeah, just to be like, I'm going to go tell my girlfriend she's doing this weird thing because she has PMS. <laughs> I was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> but the context is really different in this scenario, obviously. Well, what would you say would be the best way to handle Like, let's say you're married to a woman. <laughs> yeah. Let's say you're married to Carol King. I wish. <laughs> and she's getting her crim kapush. <laughs> yeah. And you're gonna, she's going to get deported if she doesn't go down to the immigration office. Mm-hmm. And she's acting, I'm going to say unusual, is maybe the best word. <laughs> I know what you want to say, I'm Brian. sorry. I'm sorry. Um, she's having her crim kapush all over the carpet. Exactly. I, there, I think there's some crim kapush on the carpet in this hotel. <laughs> yeah, so did you check with a black light? Yeah. No, you don't need a black light. <laughs> you don't even need a light to see it. <laughs> Um, so how, how would one approach this situation? Well, it's because in this context, it's obviously different because she doesn't know what it is. So it's more about like educating her, although it is a weird choice that it's like the men that decide to go mm-hmm. tell her what's going on. Well, there's only one True. woman on the whole show. I so. know. <laughs> um, but I think in under normal circumstances, I don't know. It's pretty lose-lose, man. Cause you can't be like, are you having PMS right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and you definitely can't say, you're having PMS right now. <laughs> so I guess you, yeah, maybe just tell your wife that she's having her crim kapush and she's acting <laughs> unusual. <laughs> Do you think if we started using the term crim kapush, it would go better? <laughs> maybe offer her a special treat if she goes to do the thing that you need to do together, like go to the immigration office. <laughs> What would be the special treat? Like ice cream or something. Oh, I don't cream. know. Nice back massage. Mm. Fritos and a back massage with ice cream. Yes. Oh, that's the other thing is the craving salty snacks. Like, hey, right. does that sound correct? Yeah. Yeah? Totally. I mean, I think it's sometimes sweet and salty. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Right. Definitely it's just, always better with the mix. Yeah. Extra cravings. <laughs> that's why they have uh, sweet and salty Pringles. <laughs> Maybe. Crinkapush Pringles. Yeah. Crinkapush flavor. Uh, <laughs> do we know why that is? Or do we have no scientist? We should have had no a scientist idea. on this episode. I know. <laughs> well, I am a scientist, but Yay. I only study men's bodies. Oh, that's so fair. <laughs> Gross. That's hey. not a scientist. Hey. You have any certification for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to process that one (laughs) so then alex rieger is like i'm not helping i fucking help with everything all the time that's my whole thing as a character and then it turns out that simka had called the garage and talked to jim on the phone and said she wasn't going to go down to the immigration office because she was feeling feelings and so uh danny devito does a good bit about basically mocking alex for having to go so good Is there no one who can save her? Is there no one who can go over there and talk some sense into the poor, demented soul? Oh, it seems so hopeless. Oh, but wait a minute. Regal the Good is here. It's so good. And he never really has been called out that hard. I feel like this is the one episode where everyone is finally like, I don't know. I mean, I guess they talk about how much Alex, like, 
helps and how much they rely on him yeah, and like the stress do. it brings him. Yeah. But this is the first time that like Louis calls him out and then he admits that he gets pleasure from it. And mm. it's like, oh yes, people who are helpers or like I don't know, meddlers or whatever. <laughs> like it's a lot some of it is about you. And I think that's the first time we all recognize like, oh, a lot of this is about Alex. Well, it's interesting too because he He's the only one that doesn't really have a life beyond these relationships with these people. Like, right. That's, that's established in the first episode, actually, that everyone has some sort of outside aspiration, and Alex yes. Rieger is just a cab driver. And so this is sort of what he does. Yes. And I, I just, yeah, I feel like this is truly the first time where it's like, oh, it's not a scenario where all these people are necessarily leeching off of you. Like, you like being in this position. It's a codependent relationship. Yeah, it's codependence. It's a very, like, Jewish mother position where it's like, oh, you're always needing something from me. But then it's like, we're always in our business trying to fix it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But Louis' whole scene is so funny. Just sort of a dramatic response to the scenario. Yeah, just his body movements are hilarious. And he's so small. Yeah, his body is hilarious. <laughs> I feel like Danny Vito never looks as small in anything as he does in Taxi. I think Judd Hurt, I think everyone's really tall except Tony Danza. Is that right? I feel like, yeah. I mean, I think Judd Hirsch is pretty tall, definitely over six feet. But, okay. well, and then also because you see him with his wife so often and she's so small. Real Pearlman. All those times you're watching Matilda. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just watching it this morning. And I was like, he's not that short. He was next to that little kid. I saw it a uh, couple weeks ago. <laughs> I've actually never seen it. It's really good. I've read the book a bunch of times. <laughs> um, well, I remember as a kid see, having seen Danny DeVito in a ton of movies and stuff and then seeing him in Taxi and being like, wow, how is he so short? Like, <laughs> you I think saw him in Twins. Mm-hmm. Well, even Schwarzenegger is like way shorter than... Uh, Christopher Lloyd and Judd Hirsch huh. and probably Andy yeah. Kaufman. Yeah. I think a lot of people get DeVito so that they look tall next to him. Like your five foot three Tom Cruise is a giant next to Danny. Yeah. But I heard Danny DeVito is still taller than John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> There's no way that's true. <laughs> JCVD's tiny. This man. is a facts podcast. Speaking of <laughs> facts, <laughs> of, of accurate facts. Uh, I was going to bring this up at some point. I guess now is the time. I think it's a good time to bring it up after we've had this Alex Rieger revelation. This is the (laughs) final episode of Taxi. That's crazy. When I looked at that in the order and it said so, did they mean to end it on PMS? (laughs) Well, yes, is my answer. (laughs) Wow. Um, What happened with Taxi is I think it was never a big ratings show. It was always a well-rated show. Like, critics liked Hmm. it and people liked it, but it never had a ton of viewers. And it switched Mm -hmm. networks. Mm. I think in the last, maybe in the middle of last season, or something weird where the last season it was on a, it got canceled and then bought by a different network. Mm. And so this is kind of this final push to get episodes out where it's kind of floundering. And they probably were expecting another season. Yeah, or they might have just not even known. Make a big thing, yeah. Yeah, it might have been canceled pretty abruptly. So, because I think it's like a weird number of episodes in this season. I can't remember. I'm okay with it because I feel like there's very few deliberate final episodes Mm -hmm. that are like great i mean a lot of them are emotional you know Mm -hmm. if everybody like comes out onto the stage and you see the audience or whatever and you're like uncle phil no but like (laughs) i mean that can be effective emotionally but 
the episode itself is never that great. You know, there's some great final episodes. There are some great final episodes, but it's very hard to do well, and I'm almost like fine with this just being about PMS. What about when Urkel came back from outer space? <laughs> That's and, bad, and Brian. He and Laura embraced <laughs> one another, and then why does Ryan love it so much? It's really bad. I love Family Matters. <laughs> so good. How? Because where was left for Urkel to go other than the cosmos? Please take him to space. You're Please proving get my rid point. Of him. <laughs> Um, and I always thought that the last episode, I guess it's the episode before this, where Jim gives everyone a bunch of money to give away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always thought that was the last episode. Because uh, according to Nick at Night, it was. Because I used to watch this obsessively on Nick at Night. But I guess, I think it's one of those things, too, where maybe the production date and the air date are different. Like, I think this is the last episode they made, but mm. not the last one that aired. Yeah, maybe they wanted that to be the last one. I think they didn't want any of these to be the last one. I think it just got canceled. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sad. It's such a good show. I know. And actually, what they had planned for the last episode was the Uber episode. <laughs> that was going to be it. Because they thought it would run for 30 more years. And then, I wish. I know. This is our first last episode, so cheers to you. Double Matthew. special. I know. We should do a string of last episodes, I think. I would totally. That's my dream. So, Alex shows up at Simka's, and she's growling, and her hair's all fucked up. Ha. She's, so, how do the two of you feel about this as a representation of PMS? Oh, it's a little bit over the top, for sure. (laughs) Well, okay, so it's definitely over the top to show, like, your your husband's co-worker or whatever. Uh Because there's, like, the crazy that you'll show only to your partner. Sorry. Unusual behavior. (laughs) But if someone came over, I don't know. I mean, like, women are really capable of keeping this shit under wraps and just getting stuff done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they're like ex- they're making it bigger because Carol Kane is such a good comedic actress, and she looks so great with her hair even messier. So yeah. great. <laughs> but yeah, when when would you get a like growl at your spouse's coworkers? Yeah. Because of your period or PMS, because I would like to do that, and I just don't know when to go into my spouse's <laughs> office and snarl at men. Yeah, and you wouldn't, and if all those people came over to your house or whatever. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah. hi, can I get you something to drink? <laughs> no matter how bad you felt, because women just, like, accommodate people all the time. She's from a different culture. Right. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we don't know how people behave on her fake island on that Meepos. she's from. Yeah, on the island of Meepos. It's a real shithole riddled with crime. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, in general, it's a little bit overdone. Obviously. It's kind of freeing to think about just, like, going ham on your spouse's co-workers, though. Of course. Who doesn't want to? Did you feel envious of her when you saw her behaving this way? (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck immigration. (laughs) Fuck you, taxi face. Get the hell out of here. Give me some chips. Yeah. You got it. No, I felt embarrassed. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think she should have held it together a little better. Hmm. So also, good. they're okay. So, also, they're doing a really nice thing because they were throwing her a party because they thought that she was going to get her green card. Uh-huh. And that's a very sweet thing. So, it's extra crazy to be like, oh, these people like came together for this nice gesture and I'm going to act like a lunatic. Hmm. That's like a shitty thing to do. Hmm. But she's so cute. It's not like you can be mad at her. It's true. But <laughs> in real life, that would be an insane thing to do. Mm hmm. 
Um, well, I think, too, it's interesting. Taxi kind of walks a line. I mean, sitcoms were just... The general vibe of sitcoms were different. Like, this is still from an era where they were, like, little teleplay, like, three-act teleplay. Mm-hmm. Just sitcoms are very different now than they used to be. Um, but also, like, the level of cartoonishness of Taxi is sort of pliable. Yes. Like, I think that's one of the main things the show struggles with over its run is, like, what to do with certain characters, like Latka. Because it's like, he's not... In character that's easy to develop because mm-hmm. he's sort of a shtick he's of a little foreign man and they do some really stupid stuff with him like before Simka shows up where he has multiple personalities and he's Vic Ferrari and all this stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh, um, yeah. and that was based on like what Andy Kaufman was capable of as an actor but a lot of those episodes are just too weird like yeah. they kind of break the reality of the show so I think this is really walking a line I mean overall where it's kind of making a point about something it's both, I mean, we'll evaluate it more fully at the end, I think, but it's kind of walking a line of being like, hey, this is an important issue you should be aware of, and also a really cartoonish rendition of the whole thing. Yeah, and I'm fine with her being that way for comedic effect. Yeah. I think a lot of the characters are like that. Like, Louis is a very extreme character, and Jim's a very extreme character, and they all have to sort of fall within this their specific parameters and sometimes that is cartoonish but I'm okay with it because Taxi's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me laugh. (laughs) Like I don't, but also I don't watch old TV shows and go like this is not an accurate representation of how a woman would behave. You know, I just don't think about it. I guess if that was like airing now, I would be more thoughtful about it but you know, you give passes to stuff all the time that's old. Well, I'm really opposed to retroactive shaming. Like, that's a big thing that's happening now. It's yeah. It's like, fuck this movie from 40 years ago. And you're like, I yes, by today's standards. Like, yes. we are doing better than this now. But do we have to hate this thing that is pretty much pertaining to the way people thought at that time? Yeah, I mean, you can hate it. You can choose not to watch it. Sure. Like, um, but it's... It's the difference between choosing not to watch it and being like, I don't think it should exist anymore. Right. Like, right. I don't want to watch Ace Ventura because we all developed enough to be like, oh, this boogeyman of, like, the trans person uh-huh. was done so many times and it's ridiculous. The rest of that movie is really funny and it I makes me laugh. About that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Ace Ventura. But I am choosing not to watch it because when it gets to that part, I'm like, this is just dumb. Like it's yeah. and like thankfully we're well we're not totally beyond it. Yeah, but, speak you for know, yourself. We're in, <laughs> we're in a different spot and um but I'm not like nobody should watch Ace Ventura. I wouldn't show it to my kids if I had any or if I did I'd be like this is funny and he talks with his butt but then at the end there's something really ignorant. <laughs> so. Just use your filter when you watch the movie about a guy who talks with his butt. But maybe not everything he says and does is something we should condone. Right. You just have to show them the butt scene, honestly. That's the best part. That's true. That's There's definitely so many true. funny scenes when the animals are crazy, dude. I think, like, in 2001, I watched... we My roommate and I rented Ace Ventura and got really high on the couch. And I was just like, this isn't funny anymore. I'm not 12. Sounds <laughs> like, like you're sick. Sounds like I'm the one with the problem. <laughs> Um, you were having your crim capush. I was having my crim capush about it, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, happens to me too. 
So, Simcoe says she has to leave the country because she's crazy. She, and then she says, I'm wacko, which gets a big laugh. I'm not really sure why. Because um, of how she says it, it's yeah. funny. And then, uh, I love this line. He goes, you are not wacko. You have premenstrual syndrome. <laughs> which is... Yeah. Alex is so earnest about it. I'm going to make shirts that say that. You're not wacko. You have premenstrual syndrome. <laughs> That's going to go over You're really, really well. You're really going well. I'll sell them. Yeah. <laughs> You're the right person, Ryan, to do that. I'll sell them like a carnival worker. Hey, get your shirt. Hey, hey, lady. You need hey, a shirt. hey, PMS shirts. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a period. Um, and then this is another kind of iffy joke where she she's like, I hope you mean people in blackface singing songs. He's talking about minstrels. Yeah. And that was a real like, ooh, Woo. I don't know if I even feel okay with that being referenced. But she was hoping that's what he meant. That she loves she minstrel is. shows. He thinks they're great. Hoping it was minstrel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get Ted Danson on for that, right? Ooh. In the blackface. She's like, need I remind you, there's only two women on this show, but there's zero black people. <laughs> oh, oh heck, somehow I didn't quite figure that out until right now. Whoops, taxi, yeah. whoops. Way Whoopsies. to go, taxi. Well, at least they have, like, a white guy playing a foreigner. That's that's nice. <laughs> that's representation. That's a good question. Is that better or worse? It's kind of worse, I think. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. He's from a fictional country, though, so they kind of are trying to dodge it. And, of course, we just said that you can't, like, use our modern lens too much on old TV mm-hmm. or you won't get to watch old TV. Mm-hmm. But it's not, you know, uh, it's it certainly does lack person of color representation, Taxi. It's like Seinfeld, like that. Is it better to have no people of color on your show or only one who is a cultural stereotype? <laughs> Um, tough question. <laughs> I don't think we're qualified to answer it right now, but <laughs> we can get back to you. I All have right. a lot of theories about Seinfeld and black people, though. Let's hear it. Oh, okay. Well, it's only one theory. Okay, good. Okay, I said great. let's hear it. But I think so. it's a pretty solid theory. Well, okay, yeah, because they had, is, like... Is this your Jerry Seinfeld is black theory? Because I'm sure he's not. <laughs> no, because they have, like, no people of color in the core cast, but every uh-huh. time they interact with people of color... They are really smart and completely judging all of the main characters. Every time, oh, really? every time one of the main characters is um, interacting, especially with a black person, they seem like George Elaine. Like they seem fully insane, and the black person is like, "What is wrong with you?" Hmm. They're always in a very elevated state. Hmm. There's never any time where they're on that show where they're not like. What the fuck is wrong with these insane white people? Hmm. And now that you've heard that, you're going to notice it every okay. time. That'll and it's my, every time. That'll be my new filter with which to watch Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch the whole series now. They're also often very wealthy or like in a position of hiring or some professional position. And they're always just like, no, you're a loser. Like, what's wrong with you? The only one I can think of, isn't there one where George goes to some like a black family's house to watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. That was the first time I noticed it. Yeah. Um, but it comes up over and over and over, especially like in hiring or, yeah, any professional situation. Well, well, I'm glad we... So look out for that. I'm glad we resolved some things about Seinfeld on this episode. It's interesting. It doesn't make it okay that they didn't have any people of color in their court cast, but... It's only four people on that It's show. interesting. Yeah. So, uh, I thought it was interesting that Simka's talk like, hey, we don't talk about that in front of men, about her Krimka push. Like, that was interesting. I thought it was good that they addressed what, like, a repressed 
topic of discussion this is, which mm-hmm. is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, with that repression, like, Amy, would you talk to your partner's co-worker about your crinkapoosh? <laughs> Um, I would probably, but I'm not, like, a good gauge for normal <laughs> social interactions. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, stand-up comedians are bold <laughs> by nature. I mean, yeah, like, I would talk about it in front of a, a stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here's about my cream capuche. But it's a very specific scenario where he's coming to, like, try to help her, so. That's true. It's and hard I to mean, compare. She would straight up get deported if he didn't meddle, right? They are that codependent. Yep. Or- I just think it's good that they address that as kind of the root of the... The issue's not so much that she has her crimka push is that she's uh, living within a culture that makes her feel like she can't uh, talk to anyone about it, which he has prolongs the issue. shitty island filled with crime and misogyny. Are you talking about Manhattan? <laughs> I'm glad Balky got away. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he tells her it's nothing to be ashamed of and uh, just essentially convinces her to go down to the immigration office and uh, get her citizenship. And he says that she should change her clothes because she looks kind of like a, a exorcism waiting to happen. And then she says that she'll change on the bus, which is a very <laughs> New York moment. Yeah. Well, she's acting crazy. Also, uh, where was Alex's taxi? Oh, yeah. Right. That brings me to a very important question. Do we ever see him drive a fucking car? Yeah, we do. But I don't know why they're taking the bus when the show is literally (laughs) called Taxi. I think because he would have to pay for the cab. He has to pay for the bus. Yeah, but it's cheaper. (laughs) No, you don't have to pay for each drive if you're just driving a friend around. You pay for your medallion and you can take the car wherever. I thought you rented the cabs when you used I them. think he just doesn't want her to get her crimka push all over his back seat. <laughs> Those black leather seats. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Dude, I took a real taxi a few weeks ago, which has been well, so long, and it uh-huh. was in D.C., and, like, it's so roomy back there. Yeah. It's very nice. Um, well then, I guess let's bring taxis back. I mean, use them every once in a while. Why not? If it's there and you know where you're going. I'm bringing taxis back. <laughs> um, it yeah. seems like a tall freak like you would really enjoy a nice taxi <laughs> backseat. You guys can't see because you're, uh, <laughs> this is a podcast, but a, a guy from the taxi offices is handing Amy a check. <laughs> And it's only for like four dollars. Come on, Amy. Two fifty, like one mile. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you can't even pay for a cab ride with your <laughs> fee for promoting them. So at the immigration office, uh, the immigration officer is played by Howard Witt, mm. who isn't really anyone. But if you look on his IMDb page, there's a picture of Mr. Boogity. Let so, me see his picture. What more do you need is to know? Is he in? Um, just Look who's talking. See, and look who's talking. Let's, uh... I don't know why. Wait, who's Mr. Boogity in what? The immigration officer is played by an actor named Howard Witt, who mm. apparently played Mr. Boogity. And we're we're going to find out if he was in Look Who's oh, Talking. Oh, no, I'm thinking of someone else. You're thinking of someone that someone cares about. I might about. be thinking of George Siegel. Oh, he, he was... <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. He was Hunter McCoy in an episode of The Golden Girls. Nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> 
car. What show is Mr. Boogity from? I, I think it's just like a movie called Mr. Boogity. <laughs> Check it out, okay. everybody. We're, uh, <laughs> we're getting the crash. It's not on, if you look at all his wow. TV appearances, it's not even, he was in the Incredible Hulk TV series. He, he Bob looks Corey like comes. George Siegel, though. That's what he's most known for, looking like George <laughs> Siegel. They Me actually, too. They thought they were hiring George Siegel. If you look through his whole repertoire, there's no Mr. Boogity thing. I don't know why Disney's Mr. Boogity <laughs> wow. is his IMDb photo. It probably is Maybe. the highest grossing. Or he can control that, yeah. Oh, there's also Bride of Boogity. I feel like a ghost wrote that entry. It's very possible. It's a haunted movie. <laughs> I don't know, but I think uh, next week. I am Boo. I think I've heard of it. It's, it's like a corny ghost dad kind of Disney movie, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we can't talk about ghost dad anymore. I mean, not that we Whoops. wanted to before. But... Well, that's a relief now that we know. <laughs> Ryan just wrote down on his piece of paper, Mr. Boogity. <laughs> Don't pull back the curtain, Amy. <laughs> you can't handle that. Now when I reference it later, no one will be surprised. Sorry. Be... It's just a funny thing to write down on a piece of paper. <laughs> I was just thinking about what my neck tattoo should say. So I've got a file. I'm adding that. Mr. Cool Boogity. Mr. Cool Boogity. Mm. If, you know, you feel cool, try it. I feel... Yeah, all right. So... <laughs> Uh, at the immigration office, Lotka's talking to Mr. Boogity, and uh, <laughs> the whole thing is they're trying to make sure the marriage isn't fake, is the deal. Uh, and Simka's late, and this is like the million times she hasn't shown up, so he's like, sorry, your wife's getting deported. That's the end. And then she shows up right then. That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Sorry. Sorry. Um, and so uh, they ask what the last movie they watch together is and he had earlier said an officer and a gentleman while he was waiting for her to show up and then she can't remember and does kind of a long drawn out bit of trying to recall yeah she's having foggy memory from the pms is that what the idea is i think so yeah because that for sure happens too you can't remember what his last movie pms brain just not being able to recall things very quickly hmm also, maybe she's getting stoned on the bus while she's changing. Yeah. Smoked a big blunt on the bus. <laughs> yeah. While she was changing her shirt on the bus. She <laughs> smoked a big, fat Mr. Boogity. <laughs> <laughs> Roll up that Boogity. And we should mention that the immigration agent, Mr. Boogity, mm-hmm. it says on a placard on his desk, uh, he is dubious about Carol Kane in general because uh, if she's nervous, that just means she's lying, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, Locke is right. like, no, she's a hot, nervous lady. You'll see, you'll he says see. she's one hot, fidgety mama. I have that <laughs> Aww, down. that's cute. That's something I wrote down that Amy didn't ruin. I... Luck has actually been very um, supportive and nice throughout this whole episode. Yeah, he's a pretty good husband. He's actually totally prepared for her to be deported. <laughs> well, like, he thinks it's going to happen. Like, he's, yeah. he's upset about the idea. He's preparing for it. He's emotionally preparing himself for the outcome. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice of him. <laughs> well, he's supporting how she feels. I like when she does this whole thing like, oh, this is the movie, the movie, the movie. And then she's like, oh, what was the last movie you saw? Like, she repeats the question back to the guy. I don't know. That was funny to me. Yeah. She's hilarious, dude. Yeah, she's great. Her whole performance is great. 
So then she says it was Gandhi. And then uh, he tries to touch her and she barks it at him. It was Gandhi! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, she gets all pissed at him for getting the movie title wrong. And then they bicker in another language. Because he thought it was going to be officer and a gentleman mm-hmm. because he was looking forward to a double feature. Oh, that's right. Because he thought it was two movies. Because <laughs> he must be on his crim kapush. Yeah. Everybody's Krimka pushing it. All Krimka push it real good. <laughs> so then the punchline of the entire series of Taxi <laughs> is they're bickering, and then the immigration guy's like, there's no point in going on. You're obviously married. <laughs> I love it. And that's it. That's the end of Taxi. Oh, and, and the, but then she's like, aren't you going to say welcome to America? And he's like, we don't do that. But then he does it. Because she's cute. Yeah, she's so cute. Yeah, Latka, like, pushes him. She pushes Mr. Kakaboosh a little bit. Mr. <laughs> Boogity. Mr. Boogity. I know. But, well, they're, they're all cycling up, so they're all cracking their booshes together right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, actually. I'm trying to support you, but crack the boosh. <laughs> well, it means that they're syncing up because they spent enough time together, and now as America, they're all going to share the cycle. So they all get really angry and want food at the same time. You know, much like us together on this podcast. All naturalized citizen women in America are on the same cycle. That's right. <laughs> but only if you're legal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh <laughs> Well that's all. And then Yay. we have we have another immigrant. I know, right? <laughs> and it's supposed to be a happy ending, no I thanks. Know. One more immigrant and in the country. And she took my mom's jobs. <laughs> <laughs> this crazy yeah. woman who gets a period every month. <laughs> It is interesting how lightly this subject matter is handled and that a period is something that's very serious, or a PMS syndrome is something that's very serious in this, and that immigration is something that we just, like, as a show, support in this yeah, episode. Yeah, well, they live kind in of like... New York. It's like, it is very normal. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, they've also done a lot of episodes. Like, in the first season, Latka gets a citizenship and actually does do a fake marriage to get mm-hmm. it. Um, <laughs> so it is something that's been addressed a number of times throughout the series but i hear you i mean it's like especially right now like immigration right. such a touchy so they should have known yeah. that in 2019 we'd be talking about this and it would be a very sensitive issue Why so they know? cancel kind taxi of, <laughs> it's kind of a painful backslide to like see andy kaufman in the 70s and the show's like immigration is okay and then now our current political discourse like that is not necessarily america's stance in regards to a lot of immigrants. So that's too bad, guys. Let's get back to the good feels. Play the Taxi's theme song. I know. Well, this is about European immigrants. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're okay. Yeah, she is white as hell. She's as far as we know, they're from Europe. But who can say? Well, where else could she really be from? I know. Do you guys think Tommy Wazow is from Meepos? Oh, I do now. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Director of The Room, for those who don't know who we're talking about. Oh, man. So I do want to, before we get out of here, uh, how do you sort of, I mean, was this a well done, because uh, I think the core purpose of this is to entertain, and then beyond mm. that, it is, this episode is a very special episode about mm-hmm. premenstrual syndrome, and it's designed to raise awareness and start a conversation. So how well did it do that job? 
I think it did a great job. Yeah? Yeah. Did you finally learn about PMS <laughs> and what it is? Yeah. No, but I do think, like I said before, there were some parts of it that were talked about and represented that you don't, like, hear about that often. And, um, yeah, I, th- I mean, there's still a weird, like, uh intellectual unfairness to assume that like she would have no idea what she had (laughs) but but alex knows you Mm -hmm. know like um all these dudes she knows like just because she's from another country she's like clueless about her body or whatever but Mm -hmm. but yeah i think it was done well and i was entertained i think she knows about it but she doesn't know that something can be done about it sure and she still feels like a sense of shame about it yeah yeah Yeah, that's true you're right well as demonstrated by this episode (laughs) a white man must intervene (laughs) to tell women about their bodies (laughs) oh man uh i don't know i thought it was a pretty good episode ultimately very entertaining i agree with amy about how much fun it was but you know it was strange that the woman's perspective wasn't she didn't get to be that active of an agent in her own diagnosis. But it's okay because it was so nice to, like, welcome immigrants to their Krakenbush and their new country. It was a very pleasant episode. And I did learn about clumsiness during PMS. I didn't know that I didn't one. Know that one. You're going to notice it now. <laughs> my keys. <laughs> why is it always your keys? <laughs> That's how you dropped your Fuck keys in keys. that lava. <laughs> oh, the lava. My keys. Um, well, the other thing is that we don't ever find out if she gets help or not. Possibly there's she gets her citizenship and they're like, ah, oh, that's good enough. Like, well, they talk about earlier that sometimes if you at least know what's going on, then you feel better anyway because mm-hmm. you know that, like, it's normal and maybe it's just like a normalization of the process, I think, that will end up helping her. Um, but, yeah, we I guess we just have to assume that she also goes to a doctor. But, like, I don't know. I've never met anyone that went to a doctor for their PMS. You just sort of, like, deal with it. Right. Well, maybe that's what Not needs that people to shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, they were saying earlier, like, people get, like, vitamin recommendations and whatever. I guess I've gotten those from my doctor. I didn't, like, go in for that, though. It was sort of like I was already there, and then I was like, what about this? And um, she did tell me to not eat too many simple carbohydrates during my PMS. Mm. What is a simple And take a lot of vitamin B. Mm. Simple carbohydrate is like bread. So don't eat so much bread when you're on like your... Like pizzas. Oh, <laughs> Delicious no pizzas. pizzas. I'd rather just be upset. It's kind of all the best food is a simple carb. Yeah, like fruit and vegetable carbs is like... Or beans are good, but like... It just... She said it would make me more agitated and I would have worse cramps once the mm. period started. But would you rather have bad cramps and no pizza yes oh no oh wait have bad cramps or no pizza like what is i would rather have no pizza really Wow. yeah well sometimes bad cramps can really lay me out for like an entire day like i really can't do anything actually the last time i had them i was in washington dc and i was about to go on stage Mm -hmm. and there was literally no other job that i would ever go to in that condition besides comedy but you can't just be like our headliner's not here because of her crim capoosh or whatever. <laughs> and I 
threw up, and then two minutes later went on stage. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, then I told the crowd, and they were pretty nice about it. I was going to ask you if you did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's like, that's real. Yeah. I wouldn't want, I would not want to have that all the time. Do you feel like you had a better set because of it? Mm, no. I mean, it was good. It was fine, but I don't feel like feeling really sick helped that much. No? <laughs> you should try feeling really sick every set, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. You should only perform once a month. <laughs> that, that can be your thing. Yeah. It'll be the Krangenbusch comic. I will say on this subject, though, during my actual Krim Kapush, uh-huh. which is like during peak PMS, but maybe the day before my period starts, where yeah. it's like last ditch evolutionary effort to get fucking fertilized best <laughs> comedy sets across the board every single time oh just wow crush there's like a, some animalistic thing where you're trying the crowd to, is uh, like respond yeah, i'm peacocking you're trying to arouse the audience yes yeah, totally. <laughs> totally it's great and it's every time i've had times where i'm like that was one of the best sets I've ever had, and then literally, like, an hour later, my period starts. Well, maybe you should only perform once a month. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be really bad at comedy. Well. <laughs> well, then you'll get deported. I'm sorry. Okay, I need to take a nap. Okay, well, on that okay. note. Um, well, Amy, I find you humorous and insightful. Where else can oh, I find you on you. the internet? You too. Um, my Twitter is just Amy Miller. My Instagram is Amy Miller Comedy, and my website is amymillercomedy.com. Did you get on Twitter like the first week it existed? How did you get at Amy Miller? Mm, I haven't told you about this. Did you buy it? Off I of took the... it from a porn star. You did? She got Whoa. it when Twitter started, and I had I think Amy Selene M. Uh-huh. Yeah, Amy Selene M. That's my middle name. And then um, she didn't use it for like three years, and I knew someone who worked at Twitter, and I was like, "Can I have this?" And then they just ganked it from her. Really? Mm-hmm. Did she ever? Did you ever hear from her about it? No, she wasn't gonna use it. I and would... maybe someone was just squatting on it for, like, her purposes, but they just took it, and gave it to me. Sometimes you can do that. I wish that she had confronted you in person and there had been two Amy Millers just <laughs> fighting in real life. But I also was on really early because I got on like 2007. Okay. So I have friends in San Francisco who have like just a one letter, like B, or like B L. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Very interesting. Early adopter. Right. Anyway, that's where you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> At Amy Miller. Well, shout out Amy Miller, the porn star. Yeah, I'm going to be looking at her later too. Yeah. Oh yeah, just if you Google me, turn off your safe search, and you'll see a lot <laughs> of her and her boobies. I'll be back in three minutes. <laughs> Uh, while I'm gone, uh, Carol, where can I find you on the internet? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I also have my own name on Twitter, which is dope. I guess there just aren't as many porns, but I'm working on it. It's, uh, at Carolyn Main, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. I have a different podcast called Pitch Please, where you can listen to us pitch screenplays on Cranoval Studios, and you can buy your own card deck at pitchplease.fun. All right, and I'm back from masturbating to pictures of Amy Miller. Oh, that was um, great. Which one? <laughs> that's the question. I don't even know. Um, I'm your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner. Uh, my name is too long to be mm-hmm. a Twitter handle. So you thanks for people. Thanks for pouring salt on that wound. It's been very hard for me. Uh, so at, oh, yes, very nice. And that's my website and blah, blah, blah. And I'm actually about to get off social media. This is my big thing I'm thinking about because Amy doesn't care. She'll sit and But I've decided that social media is bad for all of our souls. And I'm going to take missed. a 
break from it. I won't be missed because I never really even say anything on there. Yeah, but I like it when you do say stuff. Do you? Uh-huh. I don't know if you press the like button. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Really like, like I don't, it. yeah, mm-hmm. not as a I love verb. It. <laughs> um, and then if anyone's wondering where I've been for a while, I'm sure many people are very concerned. Uh, I'm working on a book for Teachers College Press, which is Columbia University's academic press, called Holler If You Hear Me. We're making a comics adaptation oh. of Greg Mitchie's memoir of being an inner city school teacher. We have 10 different artists, and I'm sort of overseeing the project, so I went on a big long trip to oh, work wow. on that, and that'll be out at the end of the year. Uh, so I'll probably be back That's on social exciting. media. exciting. Thank you. I feel pretty good about it. I'm also working on another book that I'll talk about later on. But uh, cool. that's what's going on with me in my life. Oh, as for the show, we are a very special episode. Uh, our website is a very special episode podcast.com where you can download and stream every single episode of our show. Uh, Facebook.com slash AVSEpod is where you can like us on Facebook. Uh, and there's some nice chats happening on there. Our Twitter is at AVSEpod, where you can tell us we're canceled or whatever people do on Twitter. <laughs> um, you can send us an email at AVSEpodcast at gmail.com, where you can tell us all of your inner feelings. Tell us about your Krim Kapush, because we want to know. <laughs> you can download us at iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher, where you can give us five-star reviews only. So please do that at your nearest convenience. Or even if it's not convenient, just get to it. Do it. Do it right now. Just do it. Uh, yeah. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks, hopefully with the series finale of Family Matters. I'll see uh, <laughs> if I can pull some strings. Uh, until then, I'm just going to end like the like how Taxi ended abruptly with no fanfare. Yeah, that was this ABC on your home PC with the VIPs of SBTB. Was it Austin G? Dr. D.B., R.A.T., or What the heck was with that TV? This podcast is kind of funny. Excuse us all, because we gotta go pee. Hot to fresh cream capusha! <laughs> we got pierogies, we got cream capusha! <laughs> <laughs>